Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nice. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 66th episode of the quick resume podcast if you have not been here before this is a place where we talk about gaming news we talk about xbox news we talk about all your favorite news right here uh, every sunday uh, around about this time um and i and i'm i'm deck and over there is my cap wearing slap wearing uh, be- uh brother from another mother tim <laughs> <laughs> is, I love it. What does slap wearing mean? <laughs> it means there's still tequila in my system and uh, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. Uh, interesting. That's a good combo, tequila and I, coffee. Yeah, no, it truly is. I, I like that whenever we do that, there's always like maybe a second and a yeah. half of just dead air what before like, you have to say your name. I'm also kind of just like waiting for you to finish. I'm sitting there like... And you're like, and you just keep going. You're like, like cap wearing, slap wearing, <laughs> fap having, handsome. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, that'd have been a, that'd have been a good one. Oh. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just waiting. And then, and then you stop for like a second or two, and I'm like, he's done. I'm like, Tim. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, maybe we need to um, rethink that because, like, if you watch, you know, you watch like kind of funny or like any of like the big things they have like six sentence long intros for each other and i'm like how do you remember all of this yeah. <laughs> like, it's a bit, like, it's a bit i don't have much. a i don't have a name for you like, but then like name. they they have intros for each other because they're like they're all content creators so they're like oh it's this guy he does this he does that he's on twitter at this and that it's just like we're not really that, so we don't really need to introduce ourselves like much. Right? In, I, I in guess so. Regard. I don't know. I, I think it like it's, intros are almost like a promoting thing to an extent for yeah, the people you're doing a podcast with. So I'm gonna think of something over the like the coming months, and I, if, if something sticks, I'm okay use it until then i'm just going to improvise it and say a load of words slap together Sounds sorry good, man i'm happy with either or don't, don't worry okay. no pressure all right <laughs> thank god i was starting to sweat a little bit um okay well it, it's it's been it's been a busy week tim um i think anyway um not all of it's like direct the thing is you, we could, probably could trim this episode down to like a very short episode but stuff has happened and you know yeah. it's worth talking about um some fun some fun stuff some not so fun stuff and some stuff somewhere in the middle so let's start up um how we usually do um how are we going how are we doing what we've been playing how's the game brain yeah the game brains um it's ticking it's ticking this week um i think i'm i, I don't think i've done anything exceptionally new uh, i'm still getting my way through tales of arise um, just took down my third lord, 
out of five, I think. Let's go. Let's go. Um, then, you know, like JRPGs are always, it's like Zelda, isn't it? It's just like, you know, take out, you know, like, uh, what was it? The, the eight, the ancient beasts, what were they called? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, the it was just like all five of them, and it was just like, uh oh, there's more, and it's just like you know, there's like a twist will happen, and it would just be like you know all that kind of shit. But yeah, I, I just took out my third lord, um, which is actually a really um, a really good one. Um, I actually think I nice. probably liked the third lord the most so far in the game because they actually took like a different approach to everything. It wasn't just like because the first two were just like they're slaves you got to free the slaves uh the boss is there you climb the tower you beat the boss you know like cool scenery that sort of thing and like obviously Mm -hmm. the environments changed one was like a lava desert the next one was like a snow area which was really pretty um but like this one actually had like a different mechanic to it and like an actual like backstory behind like the lord and everything and i think that was my favorite one so far um oh cool so that's good. Um, and then Multiversus, we've actually been hitting that pretty hard over the last like week or two. You've um, managed to rope me back into that game. And uh, my boy's, my boy Morty's coming out on Tuesday, so pretty hyped about that. Um, oh, you never, you never really left. We just had a bit of a busy week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, like there was... I think you were, you were getting scared. <laughs> you were literally like, he's back on Apex. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> like, how am I gonna yeah. pull him away from this? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I just, uh, that's about it. I think um, right. multiverses, tales of rise. Uh, what did we play? We played some party games the other night, didn't we? What did we play? Uh, we played Rocket League. We played. What did we play before. Uh, who's your daddy? Oh, who's like, your daddy? Who's your... That's it. That's a great game. Me, dude. I'm your daddy. I have made it was good. I've made so many clips on that game since we started playing. <laughs> just the animations and just how that game runs is just it's half the fun of it. It's just it's like a horror movie sometimes. It's so <laughs> scary. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that I, was fucking I, great. I guess just to clear up for maybe anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, who's your daddy is like, um, you, you may have seen videos of it on YouTube or whatever, you know, the, the objective, it's supposed to be a 1v1 game where one of you's dad and one of you's a kid. And, you know, it's like terrible graphics, but like really funny physics. And as the kid, you're trying to go around and kill yourself, basically. It is a bit morbid when you say it out loud, but it's yeah. not, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to explain this at the party yesterday and were, I was like, I was playing this game where you have to play as a kid and try and kill yourself. And everyone looked at me like, God. <laughs> like really weird like considering i like i'm literally gonna be a dad in, in a few months uh, i was like uh, I, okay okay mate, that sounded good. bad I, I sounded bad <laughs> yeah mate that's good training now you played that game you know exactly what to do with your kid i, I know what to look out for you know, <laughs> exactly. he's, i'm gonna make sure he doesn't climb in the oven i'm gonna make sure he doesn't run himself over with a lawnmower you know i'm, I'm on that. the ball now yeah that's it it's like simulations isn't it yeah so and obviously as a dad you're trying to stop the baby killing themselves uh, you know you've got a timer five minutes for them before they do it so you know there's four of us doing that and it, it was a lot of fun it, it's currently on the xbox um store it, it's got trial so we just did that until we ran out um yeah. but it's you know it's, I think it's five quid or something isn't it if yeah something like that yeah yeah it's it's janky it's buggy um but it's just it's just a great time it's just like a it's just a stupid fun pie game you can pick up for like four quid and yeah it leaves you in stitches literally one of our friends i don't think i've ever heard him laugh like that i don't think yeah ever heard him laugh like that he was literally dying 
<laughs> I, I'm scared, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> like, so he, like it, it was like one of those things, like where someone has to like take big gasps. Of, yeah, like, exactly. like, like coming up for air between laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so good, though. Um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's it was fucking great. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's so, uh, that's about it from me. What about what about you? What about your game brain this week? Yeah, um, I like. Uh, I, like, I want to keep like other man. I can't. Like, I just can't. Like, I don't know if I'm just getting really lucky, but I tried to do a run and an enemy just like vanished out of the arena and I couldn't get to the next stage and it bugged out like right near the end. This is not the first time that that's happened. Yeah. It's really, really infuriating. Like besides just all the like cosmetic bugs and like, and, like there are lots of others that aren't like game breaking, but there are a handful that, that like are that require a hard boot and because it's a rogue, like, you don't complete a run. Um, so I, I've tried playing. I'm just waiting for a patch for that because it's been an absolute nightmare. It's been, it's been really disappointing because um, I was absolutely in love with it for like the first like four hours. But the further you get into it, the more like bugs just seem to cascade out of the whole thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, nobody's really talking about it, which is really annoying. Um, so I've tried to do that. Um, I don't really know. Yeah, I guess I've just been playing multiverses with you. Uh, do a little bit of Halo campaign. Not the best of yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm still playing Halo campaign with with Beth. Really uh, coming near the end of Halo One now, which is fun. Um, I I did something that wasn't related to games yesterday, other oh than drink a lot of tequila. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I made some chocolate covered coffee beans. Yo, let's go. Yeah, it's pretty high. Uh, How are they? It, and I had a I had a really good time. They're they're, they're all right, you know. I've got some right next to me because I think I'm going to need the extra energy to get through the show. I mean, isn't it um, literally just? You say you make them. You, know, you literally just put a pack of coffee are... beans in chocolate <laughs> and then you like refrigerate them. Yeah, there, there are two steps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Melt chocolate, pour beans in, and and that's it. Like yeah, yeah obviously put them in the refrigerator afterwards. But um, yeah, I mean, I've only had one. I had one yesterday because they were still crawling so what'd you, you go hear me crunching through the show what did you go with milk dark white yeah i went with um milk but i thought maybe white would be i'll do that next time maybe i'm interested yeah white what white, white would be white my coffee beans i love i love me yeah. some white chocolate yeah yeah i just thought maybe i need to get the basics right first and you know, the thing is there there is a problem there is a dilemma here because you're meant to like fish the beans out one at a time and, mm. and you know keep like spread them out um, I didn't have the patience for that. Like, I'm not fucking getting chopsticks and tweezers and pulling beans out one by one. Yeah. So I essentially have made a giant <laughs> coffee ch- chocolate flapjack. <laughs> like, it's all just <laughs> like a solid piece yeah. of chocolate <laughs> with gold full of coffee beans. So I'm just like snapping them off individually. But yeah, it's um, it's a good time. Nice, man. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of it. I, I, I was really tempted to buy um, Curse to Golf that came out this week. Um, I was kind golf. of in the mood for something like that. Cur- I think it's called Curse to Golf. Yeah, it's like a golf roguelite. Oh, yes, I've yeah. seen this. Yeah, I literally saw this yeah. on the store. I, I stumbled across mm-hmm. it when we were looking for party games and I like flagged it in my brain. I was like, that's the save for later sort of thing. Like, It, it, it looked yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could just go for something like that right now. It's like 17 quid. You know, so I was, I was considering getting it on Switch. Why is it yeah. that expensive? Jesus. I thought it was pretty cheap. Fucking rip off, dude. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, it was, but I didn't. Uh, I decided against it in the end. Um, I wanted to play a bit more Monster Hunter, but like, I, just, I just wasn't feeling it. It was just too intense. Um, so, yeah, that's been it. Um, I guess maybe now's a good time before we like move on from this to just kind of shout out to everyone in the chat. We've got Joaquin in the chat. Uh, regular, here to say hi. Hello, Love buddy. You, having Taco Bell. Yeah. He's having Taco um, Bell? And it, he's having Taco Bell. Man. I had my yeah. first Taco Bell the other week. You did, yeah. How did you... What did you think? Well, I, we talked about it on the show. Um, it was, uh, it was, oh, yeah. It was pretty decent. I, I gave it like a seven. Interesting. Like, it okay. wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Yeah. Uh, did your stomach explode afterwards? It was a little bit dodge, like, quite <laughs> soon after, like, on the same night. But, like, the day after, I was fine. Um... And then, right. yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of fine. Uh, and considering, yeah, like I said, I had the good. volcano burrito. I think I got off pretty lucky. Um, <laughs> you got off the hook, all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rolled the dice and came out on top. <laughs> yeah, good for you, man. Yeah, you the, the, the fucking diarrhea skill check really landed in your favor. Yeah, yeah. it's like D&D, <laughs> right? Taco Bell. Like, roll 12 yeah. or higher. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, well, your gut explodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, there is, there is a lot, Tim. Um, there is a lot, and so I, I wanted to just start. What we'll, we'll go through it at our own pace. Um, and I just wanted to start with a couple of bits and bobs, really. First, the first bit and bob being uh the the, the Marvel and Disney showcase that got announced at the beginning of the week. I think it's September the 9th. You know, this is obviously the first time that that Marvel and Disney have done anything like this. Mm. Um. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, what is that? Is that is picture interest? What, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a good good sign of things to come. Like, I think we'll see. I think that's like the start of just like, hey, we're gonna like probably start making a lot more games that aren't just made by Insomniac. <laughs> um. So like, because if yeah. this is a show moving forward, right? Like, there's going to be more. I know we've got Black Panther on the way and Midnight Suns and stuff, which is probably what we'll see at that show. Like, majority, I think those will be the headliners, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it just goes to show, like, if this is moving forward, we'll see more games like that come out of like loads of other studios, and they'll probably just start handing out the sort of characters and ips um sort of all over the place hopefully um so yeah i i think it's pretty cool yeah hopefully yeah fingers crossed i mean the the only thing that i really hope comes out of this um is is a mando game because we've been talking about that for a long time um you know it's 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 become a fantasy in like every xbox player's head that the coalition is making a mandalorian game but like i i don't think that's like it's not a thing we've all just like spoken about it enough that now we think it's a thing <laughs> like there's yeah. no evidence to suggest that that's happening um nonetheless if a mandalorian game got excited that i got announced that would be very exciting um is there, is there anything in particular that you would like to see come out of of this show um bearing in mind it's you know just it's all of marvel what else does disney own what, what don't disney own you know um yeah i mean top of my list is definitely the the, the mando thing like 100 percent um I don't really know what else, to be honest. Um, I mean, I don't know how far along that Black Panther game is. Do you? Uh, I, I think Jeff said it was quite early still. Yeah, because um, I was about to say, like, to see some like gameplay of that would be kind of cool. But then, like, I don't know. I think that's probably a bit too early for that, right? Um, I think we'll probably get an announcement. We'll get an announcement yeah. trailer, like maybe CGI or something. Yeah. Um, 
but no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, nothing really springs to mind. Um, yeah, I think just just the uh, the Mando game announcement would be kind of hype, um, and just to see if it's a thing. Um, and I wouldn't say no to just seeing some more Marvel Midnight Suns, right? Maybe another character release or two or something like that. Um, I think that'd be pretty mm-hmm. hype because that was on my radar as one of my, you know, top three games coming this year um, until um, the apocalypse of game delay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that, that old, that old nut. Yeah. yeah. Dearing me. Um, I, well, I, let, I mean, I'll just shout out. Um, the chat while we're on the conversation Joaquin says I think Disney's game strategy is quite interesting partner with developers you trust without worrying about overhead or recouping I'll bet Warner Brothers is going to follow suit especially when Multiverses is a huge hit and was made by a non-Warner Bros team and topped MPD for last month yeah I agree you I think, think it is a you think Warner Bros going to do the same thing like handing out the licenses and stuff too well we know we know warner brothers have been struggling for a bit like in terms of profits you know it's why we keep having hearing these conversations you know on the grapevine of of like a possible acquisition or like some of the studios and ips being sold off you know whether it's like just nether realm or uh, obviously they've got the dc license um at the moment as well and they did have lord of the rings yeah but that's like you know everything is fucking blown up this week and that's another conversation mm-hmm. yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see that happening um, i think it's good i think it's it's really bad like it, it's creatively stifling when just one studio has the license for a game and that's it like, you look at ea and what they did with star wars for the last decade like th- there's more renewed interest in the in star wars in the gaming space in the last few years because respawn were handed like what like a single game yeah yeah you know from one was a nightmare Battlefront 2 was also a nightmare. It became a not nightmare after a lot of work, but like, you know, that, like, it took so long. Like, what, what was accomplished there? You mm-hmm. know, so, yeah, I, I think it's good that, um, at least for now, uh, that these, these IPs can be handed out to different studios. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't, it wasn't once upon a time where there was like a rumor that was like a Wonder Woman game in, in, in development. No, that's the thing. That is yeah, thing. no, Monolith, Monolith are making it. So the same studio that did Elevor. Yeah. Good love. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think it, I think it was announced at the Game Awards last year, and I think we uh, like the no platforms were announced, and there was kind of some speculation that you know there, there are some ongoing exclusivity talks, um, mm-hmm. like a lot of I mean, <laughs> like because it, that was at the time. I think shortly after you know uh, Sony had just announced um, you know. Spider-Man 2 and then Wolverine and so yeah. we, you know, we were having the conversations back there does Xbox need a superhero thing and so everybody was saying oh you know maybe there's some negotiation going on but Xbox just don't do that anymore they just don't they're interested in money hatting third party games for exclusivity Game Pass day one yeah but not exclusivity so no, yeah. yeah it's not really their style and, uh, these days is it yeah um I guess while we're on the topic, and this is maybe quite a good segue to actually talk about the Lord of the Rings thing, just while we're kind of on the topic of, you know, like IPs being distributed and handed out and things like that. So there, there are two Lord of the Rings things. The, the first uh, story being that uh, Take-Two, or Pri- Private Division, which is a subsidiary of, of Take-Two, are to publish a Lord of the Rings game. So they're not making it, they're publishing it. And that's like, you look at that and you're like, wow, that's good news. Who, who's the studio doing it? And it's a wetter workshop. 
And Weta Workshop are like a, a well-known uh, studio <laughs> mm. in film effects. <laughs> They're the team that made, that, that were involved in the Lord of the Rings trilogy for special effects and prop design. Okay. They opened a digital game studio in 2014, but have done nothing since. I'm confused, Tim. I'm confused and I'm scared. Why did why did Monolith get to make a knockout two knockout hits with Middle Earth Shadow of War, and now the Lord of the Rings IP is being given to Weta Workshop for their debut game, and whoever's making Gollum? Who's making Gollum? Does anybody care? No. Gollum looks bad. It looks it looks really bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get I, it. It's it's really weird, isn't it? It's such a prestigious <laughs> IP in my eyes, and they're just giving it to like baby studios and stuff like that um, mm. for like their first, like like you said, their first real game. Um, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like Lord of the Rings games have they've always been bangers too. Like even like the old ones on like PlayStation Two, like people love those games. Yeah, like. Like they they always release bangers, and I think they always sell quite well. So I don't understand why this it just this IP just gets like bootlegged out. Like I just don't understand why it's yeah. always in the bargain bin. Yeah, it's so frustrating because it's like one of those IPs. that's like I'm gonna buy like I'm I'm likely gonna buy a Lord of the Rings game no matter what if it's like if it's like a, like a good like a good looking game. Yeah, it's not about oh, fucking yeah, Gollum and eating fish and throwing stones. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, and the weirdest and, and like actor ever having a split personality yeah like so it, it, it because we like the tolkien estate is so protective over lord of the rings maybe until very recently you know now with the tv series coming up but they just don't they don't they're very very careful so it's so weird to me they're like yeah you make a game you make a game like it's your first one but yeah, yeah. Just, just take it uh, so like maybe this has something to do with the second part of this whole story is that embracer acquired the rights to the Lord of the Rings IP, that, like, it, it's not well. It is huge, but I hate it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Like everything, man. Everything, not just games. The films, the soundtrack, like, everything. Just everything. Why Embracer? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> but like, do we know even know how much this went for? No. Is there a figure? They kept it a secret. No, they kept it a secret, and this was this was a lot. They Embracer were very sneaky this time, like because they acquired a couple more studios as they do. Tripwire was one of them, for example, and uh, known for Killing Floor and uh, yeah. Man Eater. Is that it? The Shark Game. Uh, yeah, I think it's Man Eater. Yeah, much much. Um, they acquired them. They've also made they've made another publisher um, acquisition, which they're not disclosing yet for an undisclosed sum. They've acquired a publisher, so that was someone who's not small. Like mm. I couldn't. I, I don't know. Like, imagine if they just gobbled up like Devolver or some shit. <laughs> that's not off the cards now. They literally acquired Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think it'd be um, really interesting to see like how much it it went for to 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 get that figure because yeah. I'd like to think something like Lord of the Rings with all the potential there is with that like that shit's got to go for a pretty penny right like that's that's a yeah that's one of the biggest ips just of all time right it's, it's got to be it's up there with like harry potter and and all that sort of stuff and not quite marvel but 
Yeah, in terms of rec recognizability, yeah, for sure. I, I don't yeah. think it's as profitable because they just don't make as many Lord yeah. of the Rings products. It is really weird, like you said. It's almost like they're quite protective over it, and they're like, "Oh, we don't want to like soil like the prestigious like name that is Lord of the Rings," you know, like. Um, and then they just do stuff like this. Really weird. It's kind of like it's kind of like they just got tired. Of... Yeah. Yeah, just like, well, we got to do it. something with it, right? <laughs> like we'd be yeah. sitting on this this golden egg for a while. Let's just fucking sell it, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of it's yeah, it is that sort of like um like at, like attitude you can tell, yeah. And and just as like a reminder, dear audience, what embrace embracer what embracer have accumulated as of August twenty twenty two. 13,800 employees from 40 different countries, 120 internal development studios. Oh. Like, just Shit. for uh, Xbox has like, how much does it say? Like 23 at this point. Something like, something like that. Yeah. It's like low 20s, which is a lot for a single like publisher to have. Yeah. 120. Yeah, it's a lot. 850 owned or controlled ip slash franchises 220 games in active development fuck <laughs> like it's scary man yeah I, like, I, it kind of makes you think <laughs> they're just are they just churning out like loads of quick quick games like quick little cash grab games or if like or if this is a good thing, you know, maybe because they've got so many internal studios, you know, they're going to like cram them all together and get like, make one really big team working on a Lord of the Rings game or something like that, right? Like it could be a good thing, but you just don't know. I mean, they're definitely setting up, <laughs> I can tell you that much. Well, yeah, I mean, they had a showcase uh, like last week, Embracer had a showcase and they showed off, you know, a number of games, you know, mostly like, uh, like double A stuff or like kind of indie stuff. Mm. Um, like they, remember that they own Gearbox. Embracer acquired Gearbox oh, yeah. a few years back. Yeah. Um, so like they are fucking around. Yeah, the twenty five triple A games expected in the next four years. Like there's there's clearly a lot going on here. Um, yeah. Now they own Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, anyway, yeah, it's just an interesting parallel um, with the whole discussion around Disney. You know, using their IP and now. Uh, embracer and how they're going to use that you know they said in the documents in the acquisition documents you know there's unexplored territory here uh, what is it there are other opportunities including exploring additional movies based on iconic characters such as gandalf aragon Gollum, galadriel awen and yeah. other characters from the jr tolkien universe like and, and i don't know how i feel about that i do i do kind of agree on on the statement that there is unexplored territory there i've always said like a cool oh, like, yeah. movie for like or a game with like the back what Aragon was doing when um when he was like Strider, you know, when he was like a Strider. A um what did they call it? It wasn't mercenary. Ranger, that was it. When he was like a ranger, right. like all those years he was like living out in the wild and like you know, you could create like a kind of like a witcher kind of thing, but with like Aragon, couldn't you? Um it could be kinda of cool. Like there's definitely like potential there. I do kind of agree. Hmm. And so I, I suppose, like, before we kind of move on from this topic, because it is, um, you know, you could go on and on about this, but, um, like, Joaquin notes in the chat as well that, um, 
Warner Brothers has stopped licensing Mortal Kombat for merchandise, and this only tends to happen when you're getting ready to sell new IP. Uh, sorry, getting oh, ready to okay. sell the yeah. IP. Um, so that's pretty interesting. I, I don't think Embracer acquired Warner Brothers, if that's oh, mate, let's the go. implication. If, X, if, Xbox, if, if, if Microsoft get um, like NetherRealm, that'd be so sick. <laughs> I Big, big doubt. Big, big doubt. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony are looking at Warner, um, like NetherRealm as well. They're trying to lock down fighting game, you know, so. Yeah. <clears throat> Prepare for the worst. Um, and then you'll always be disappointed. Something like that. Yeah. On the uh, on the topic, I remember there's that YouTuber, like Maximilian dude, or whatever his name is. That's the one. The, the guy yeah. with the fighting game. I watched a video of his yeah. that was basically saying that, well, he thinks and is guessing and it's potentially rumoured that, like, um, Arc System works could be making the next Killer Instinct or something. Yeah, I think he has said something like that before, yeah. Yeah, and I don't um, know if he knows. I mean, I, he, he tends to just, like, speculate and do this sort of stuff. Like, it's, it's content at the end of the day. But yeah, I think that'd be kind of hype if that was the case. And it would fit perfectly because Killer Instinct is that sort of... It, it, I guess it's more hyper fighter than not, right? It, it's very combo-centric mm. and very fast I think so. Um, yeah. So it definitely fits more into DBZ fighters, sort of genre than it does like a nether realm game but um mm. i mean that'd be sick because arc system works did such a fucking fantastic job with dragon ball fighters um i'd i'd be pretty excited if they took up killer instinct yeah no absolutely um i think i think most people want to see killer instinct come back because it had a really good run and um, being revived and it's not often you get games like fully rebooted like that and get the full treatment you know and be that successful it didn't gain the traction they probably wanted it to because it was early Xbox One, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and then obviously Iron Galaxy got taken off it um, and all of the stuff that, that you know followed. Uh, but yes, uh, Arc System would be, you know, I think that would be a great, um, a great choice to continue the franchise. They need someone, <laughs> like they need someone, and fighting game devs are in such short supply. Yeah. So. Oh. All right, I I I I've gone back and forth about wanting to touch on this um, before we kind of get onto the news stories, but I think you know maybe we can just skim over the top of it. But like, there's been a lot of drama on gaming Twitter in the last few days, um, uh, and you believe it or not, it stemmed from uh, Halo. Really? But, like it, the source of all evil. <laughs> I don't. Drama doesn't tend to come from Halo, so that's a bit weird. No. That's a little bit weird. So, uh, so really, this got propelled by a YouTuber who shall not be named because, you know, in the interest of not creating like witch hunt and, you know, platforming shit takes. Um, but the, the, how this all started was like last week, um, Unishek, who is the community manager over at uh, 343, replied to a comment about, you know, asking about game dev and what that's kind of like these days and, you know, is it harder, et cetera, et cetera. And he put together a little document and said, like, well, these are the reasons why essentially um, game dev is harder now mm. than it used to be. You know, the coordination of 400 to 500 people, networking, expectations are a lot higher for networking and things have to be airtight. You know, we're working on 4K textures. You know, there are more te- there's more textures and, and information inside like a single texture than there were in entire games like back in 2000s, you know, um, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, you know, 
the scale of development is so much bigger and that makes things harder. That was the, the answer. Immediately, ev uh, a lot of very unhappy people decided that this was a defense of, you know, like bad game releases or, you know, like yeah. the state element. I can't believe that, you know, you know this isn't an excuse for a bad... Okay, I don't know, nobody said that. Like, not a single soul has no, tried yeah. to imply that like these are these can be mutually exclusive mistakes can be made but also modern dev can can be harder than uh, you know so because people like to point back to like you know early 2000s oh look at halo 2 and 3 you know oh, stacked in content stacked in content you know um how how did you manage to get things right then but you can't make as much content now and this isn't just a halo thing this is like just across the industry and so this has been like an ongoing you know if you watch gaming youtube you will have kind of come across a bunch of people like for, for right and wrong you know who have been like upset about some trends in games nowadays right releasing early or like bug it you know whatever it is mm -hmm. um and what happened on the twitter thread is that this youtuber said said the following anytime i hear people say game development is harder nowadays it usually feels like a deflection of criticism and an affirmation that i should always expect less as time goes on they didn't seem to have problems any problems making a scoreboard or functional custom games in 2004 and the conversation really just evolved into um well no like things were easier to develop for back then plus crunch was not a very uh, you know, it, it was something that happened regularly and therefore people suffered. You know, people really suffered. Um, and, and so the conversation just evolved from there. And, uh, you know, uh, 15, 20, 25, 30 devs from big studios, Ubisoft, Activision, Blizzard, Respawn, all jumped in and said, this is a fucking appalling take. This is appalling. Mm. Like, you're not informed on this at all. Um, yeah. Like, things are harder to develop for. And every time the conversation, like, I, I try talking to a few people about this, but every time it's like, oh, you know, I'm not, so you're saying I'm not allowed to criticize things because Dave's hard. No. No. Didn't say that. Nobody yeah. said that. It's, like, it's mutually exclusive. You know, it's like that tweet, you know, the, the one where, it, the thing on Twitter where they're like, Twitter's the only place where, like, well-articulated sentences get misinterpreted. It's like, ah, oh, mm. I like pancakes. And then someone will be like, what, so you hate waffles? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's not th these things can happen together and i'm really i'm just kind of frustrated and upset that there is like a you know a vector of people here who are really hell-bent on like there is a blurred line between criticism and harassment especially when it's being delivered over twitter yeah. do, do you know what i mean like yeah, yeah like you saying this needs to be fixed is criticism saying that on repeat every two days becomes harassment, harassment yeah. right it's ad nauseum at that point you know um so uh, yeah and like oh, it i don't really have anything else to add it's just kind of it, it, it kind of became a big deal um because there's like yeah like i said a, a small section of, of gamers who are like you like oh you need to crunch sometimes like if you want to make something good like you need to sacrifice some of your time or some of your health and it's like this is such a fucking abhorrent take that's horrible yeah, no how can you how can you operate under that sort of belief system yeah that's not a thing crunch should never be a thing it, it you know if if the product and development is roadmap correctly and like the pressures of the gaming industry and gamers you know don't say like 
because like the gaming industry has grown so much since people are talking like oh back in 2004 you could make games like gaming was like a lot smaller back then like it's grown substantially like this this industry and therefore there's a lot more gamers to cater for gamers are a lot more impatient these these days they expect more for less all the time so that's where this crunch comes in like not like none of that existed before like it was it was more relaxed and then on top of that Yes, it is harder to develop games because games are getting more and more intricate. You have to not only push the boundaries with with just textures and technology and stuff like that, but you also have to push the boundaries of new ideas because people don't want the same shit over and over again because you're going to get criticised for that too. So it's <laughs> yeah, just like Ubisoft. Yeah, it's just it's 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 always going to get harder. That's just fact. And the worst thing is, is people are just getting more and more impatient at the same time. So, yeah, people just need to suck it up and realise that, yeah, game development is harder to make new things and, you know, invent new things as well. Like, use new systems and stuff like that, you know, push the boundaries in all those regards. Uh, And that's just going to take more time, whether you like it or not. Sure, like, the tools we have are also advancing to make game development... um, not easier but like you know the tools are more advanced to de- to cater for those 4k textures and all that sort of thing sure yep. but like i don't know man it's it's stupid and i'm in complete agreement where it's just no it's just it is that and i just think gamers these days are fucking toxic well yeah like i don't know what what more else you can say like there's i I, you're not changing anyone's mind over twitter are you um but it's it's just it's just sad like the argument that oh like sometimes you have to go above and beyond to to make a better product or to do a better job but it's like like yes you know like i understand that in principle but i guess it's more of a problem relying on that print like that's a thing that should happen to meet my expectations of a product or it can happen it's like no like like guys mm-hmm. <laughs> put people first like it's really fucking telling when you're putting a product in front of people yeah and i, I do think it like part of this comes down to i know we're like really wandering off topic so i, I do apologize but you know, just let me finish my rant i think it's really telling when people are like really eager to dehumanize um like companies mm-hmm. like you, i i i'm i'm on this show i whine about like corporations quite regularly um and capitalism etc etc but that doesn't mean that 99 percent of companies are not made up of people who are just doing their jobs and come home want to earn a paycheck and sleep at night yeah. <laughs> like that should be the north star the north star is like let's empathize and respect the people doing what they're trying to do for us not get me a good product at all means necessary and you know if that happens to mean that you get crunched well then you're just you that's just yeah suck know. it up yeah yeah <laughs> but you just have to some, sometimes you have to go above and beyond for the good of the product it's like no no yeah. people come first exactly yeah you so. should never put like health and all that sort of stuff and you know it all comes into play like mental well-being and everything from being overworked you should never put that yeah. over a, a a product like you said yeah people should always come first yeah 100% so I hope Unishek felt a bit vindicated watching that you know that loads and loads of devs came and you know of course the same like chicken shits who 
were talking like who tried to chat shit about it didn't say a word you know just retreated once loads of devs came in and said yeah no this is pretty gross this is a pretty gross take <laughs> um modern dev is harder you're like can you just believe us when we tell you that we're not lying to you we're not trying to like pull one over you yeah. you know uh, so yeah yeah so it's always a that's been kind of a drama it's always a conspiracy yeah. Always a conspiracy, yeah. Video games—that's uh, the industry to do it in for sure. Okay. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the first news news story. Then we've got a couple. Uh, first thing is that Xbox um, put out uh, uh, an official statement. Uh, I'm not sure about the, like the capacity that it was put out in, but they essentially said that Xbox One uh, did in fact have less than a less than a two to one sales ratio compared to ps4 and we, we, i mean we kind of already knew this but yeah. they stopped reporting like console sales back in like 2014 or something once they realized they fucked up yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so i suppose i just kind of wanted to ask you like how you feel about the xbox one generation on reflection like now that we kind of have that tied up in a bow we know it was less than two to one ratio against playstation how does that gen kind of feel to you like you said it kind of makes sense it doesn't shock me at all um yeah if someone were to ask me and just like a rough figure yeah i would probably say like a two to one or maybe less like this this figure does not shock me um it wasn't a fantastic generation it got better towards the 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 latter of its life cycle um but yeah it, it wasn't fantastic um we can all agree that the announcement of the Xbox One um, and its launch um, from hardware to gaming was pretty, pretty poopy. Um, and then they started taking it in a better direction. You know, they 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 took it away from the whole. It's an all-in-one machine. To it's just a gaming console, guys. You know, like and they they yeah. stripped <laughs> they stripped out all that bullshit connect stuff and connect. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started to move in the right direction. But at that point, the damage was done, right? You know, at that point, people... First impressions mean a lot, especially when people are looking to buy a console for, for, for the generation. You know, people look at those those reveals and they're like, you know, they, they go into it and they're like, this showcase, this like E3, like this reveal of the next generation is what's going to uh, persuade my pre-order for the next generation, you know? Um after the show ends and for a lot of people that ended up being playstation so um yeah it doesn't shock me but looking back on it i don't have like awful memories of the xbox one generation like because like i said it did get better um so like overall you know I'd, i'd probably give it like a seven maybe like an eight or something like that an eight maybe a bit generous yeah like a seven like it 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 was Mm. good like, it was definitely good um but yeah it just it start was like a fucking four it was awful yeah well that's the tricky thing isn't it though it's because they obviously they they fucked up with the messaging at the beginning of the gen so I got hiccups like out of absolutely nowhere the coffee beans really slipped down my gullet um <laughs> yeah but like they had like a decent games lineup for the first two years like it was pretty good and then Not they when just, it first like, launched really... though yeah it was dry it when it first launched no no it was what did it good. launch with it launched with rise with like rise Dead crimson rise and dragon Queen. let's go <laughs> loco cycle yeah, yeah. uh no they were, no, they were uh, four, i think it launched like before it was near the uh, launch so it was killer instinct um what motorsport 
Okay, yeah, I think it was a motorsport. Yeah, I think it was a motorsport. Okay, yeah, um, I guess it wasn't. Yeah, I guess it wasn't all. There's some things I'm forgetting. There's some things I'm forgetting as well. Like it wasn't a bad lineup at all. Like the you know the critical reception started to get a little bit wobbly, but overall it was still pretty good. Like people were quite excited about Dead Rising Three. Yeah, and then Sunset Overdrive was just a couple of years down the road, um, and then we had cancellations. Then we had Scalebound gone. Lionhead Studios gone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was right. And then Fable Legends. And then, yeah, gone. Fable Legends. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, and then everything else followed really. And then the, a lot of the games just dissipated. Um, but then Xbox started doing a lot of work in other areas, like, and that that work like persists to this day. Like, there was a lot of groundwork put in place in the Xbox One generation. We got Games Pass at the end of Xbox One. Yeah, Let's remember that. Yeah, uh, we we also got we saw Xbox's renewed efforts to make good hardware. Xbox One X, I love that console. My Xbox One X. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, that was t- 2017, 2018 maybe. Mm. Um. So yeah, I I think seven is probably fair. Um, you know, start, they started ramping up with the acquisitions towards the end. But I mean, let's face it, like we're we're still not seeing. We still haven't seen the fruits of that yet, no. really. Um, so yeah, some good groundwork was definitely put in place, um, but it, it was a bit spotty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we've got Havoc. Havoc B in the chat. Hi. That's your first time here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, Europe is very PlayStation focused. Been in the UK for about 10 years now. And there's a night and day difference with how Americans perceive Xbox and how the British perceive Sony. Yeah, there, there's a whole thing about that, isn't there? Um, that, that Europe, like, I think, I think the UK is like quite mixed, but a lot of Europe is quite heavily PlayStation. Like Xbox's main area is North America. Really? Like that's the, ter- yeah, that's the territory that they've been winning back this gen. Um, I think in the 360 era, they had a good success in Europe because mm. um, of like FIFA deals and, and like, like card. Okay. Um, but, that's kind of dried up and gone away. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Havoc, Havoc is why, uh, right? Uh, PlayStation is very uh, dominant in in Europe. Okay, all right. Um... But but I mean, it makes sense, right? Like uh, like Xbox, it, it, like, it's their home territory. Uh, like North America, you know, it's, it's an American made product. Xbox, uh, yeah. Whereas yeah, PlayStation is Japanese, and so that's true. Yeah, that yeah, is true. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's quite so, interesting. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see how, see how it all shakes out. Um, but, you know, especially if they do get this Activision deal through, you know, like, um, you know, get caught on Games Pass, it would be really interesting to see how that kind of changes over time. Uh, like, especially with uh, territories. You know, yeah. Does Europe suddenly switch to Xbox? Uh, switch to Xbox? I, like, I I'm struggling to get sentences out right now. <laughs> Really? My lips. My yeah, I feel like a half of my sentences I'm putting words in the wrong place. Like I feel like there's still alcohol been, in my lips. You've been doing a decent job. Is it legible? Okay. Yeah. As long as it, as long as it's it's coherent. Okay, that that makes it's sense. Relatively coherent. Coherent <sighs> enough for me. So Yeah. So yeah, well. It's <laughs> fine. We are a lot of our conversations are nonsense a lot of the time. So hopefully yeah. we're making sense to people in the chat. Yeah. Dear listener. Um, all right, let's go on to the, the Games Pass editions for the month, dude. Um, with the, the headline, well, <laughs> initially it was 
Immortals Phoenix Rising coming at the end of the month, which I think is quite exciting. I'm going yeah. to... This is... I want a game like this right now. I, I'm vibing for a game like this right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 I think it's pretty exciting as well. I, I think I'd be more excited if I wasn't playing Tales of Arise right now. But, like, yeah, I've got true. a single-player game I'm pretty knee-deep in. Um, but, yeah, man, this game, like, I genuinely almost mm. bought this game, like, quite a few times um, when it when it came out. Like, I was really tossing up the idea of buying it. Um, and I think it, it evened out at, like, a high 70s or something, didn't it, on, like, Open Critic? Or, like, 80s, maybe? Like, it, it yeah, was, it was like pretty that. decent. It was pretty decently received. Um, and it's just, like, a... It's kind of like a bit of a wacky rpg right and I, I, I don't think it takes itself too seriously and it's quite yeah it's just like a bit of a fun sort of experience um but yeah man i'm totally vibing for it and i think um you know once i finish and i'm looking for a new single player game i think it'll be next on next on my list or definitely pretty high up there um i mean i'm, I'm a bit on the jrpg train right now um I think after Towers of Arise, I think I might do Octopath Traveler, but I'm not sure because that might take my entire life to complete. Because okay. um, <laughs> there's like eight different characters and each of them have a, their own campaign. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, what sort cool. of game is that? Is that a strategy game? Yeah, it's like a, um, it's like a turn-based, like old school RPG. Um, like cool, really, cool. Like, really, really pretty, like pixel art um turn based yeah it's, it's on games pass right now so um yeah it was, yeah I, I, it was a big deal when it came to games pass wasn't it because it, it wasn't on xbox at that point it's like quite a big quite a big japanese game i think it was one of the first ones that kind of opened the floodgates to a lot of the, the you know the japanese games that we've had coming out on xbox mm-hmm. over the last few years so, you know and it was we know phil's been working really hard excellently received as well i think it got like straight, yeah, yeah, straight yeah. nines um and I, I did boot it up briefly, and I love the art style so much. It's so pretty, and I love it. Is very nice. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a single player experience, yeah, it might be worth a go. Yeah, maybe. I, I've kind of been vibing for something like that. Um, like, but I've also like I've had it on the on my backlog for a while. Like, I kind of want to play Wasteland. I still kind of want to play Wasteland. Like, I've heard Final such good things. Why ten? Ten HD. Ten HD. <laughs> well, I, don't know. I don't know what it means. Why is he chanting? He's summoning it. He's putting a Japanese curse on me. Hell, no, play 10 HD. It's like one of my favorite games. It's literally my favorite game of all time. It's just you. Oh, right. I've got you. Well, it's on game I mean, no promises. Maybe one day. Um, yeah. What are you saying? Wasteland. Wasteland 3. Um, yeah. 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 It's good. Option. I've had such good things about that. And I, I like those XCOM style games. I like that it's. You know, it's got those deep RPG layers that maybe XCOM doesn't have. You know, it's storytelling. It's like, you know, dark comedy. It's co-op there as well, if I ever wanted that. You know. Anyway, yeah, just yeah, just because it, it's on Games Pass, I'd be able to stream it as well. But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just feeling around at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like you said, with the delays happening, there's not much going on. Um, you know, we have our share of multiplayer games and stuff like that so yeah why not why not um dip your toes in and try something new like a big single player rpg or something like that like um like mm. wasteland or octo or um phoenix rising they're all good options yeah yeah i just had a quick look on open critic as well uh, F- uh phoenix immortals rising no nope, immortals phoenix rising 79 oh, i thought it was 78 i really had 78 nice in my try. brain 
Yeah, nice try. Yeah. Um, but just to cover the rest of the games um, lined up for this month, uh, we've got Coffee Talk, we've got Midnight Fight Express, Exapunk's Opus Echo of Star Song, Commandos 3 HD, uh, Tiny Kin, <laughs> and Immortality. Um, the latter, Immortality, uh, in an, was reviewed uh, in, in, a, in its print, uh, it was given an early review by edge and if you don't know edge are a, a, a like prolific um but they're, they're well known for being very harsh on reviews mm-hmm. they gave immortality a 10 out of 10 which is the 24th game in its history to do so damn it, it it's like an episodic drama immortality um you know choice and stuff um, but they gave it a 10 out of 10 um so let's keep let's keep keeping an eye on that one damn yeah that's pretty cool so what it's like a um, like a what do they call it? Uh, telltale sort yeah. of game. Interactive drama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Interactive drama. Nice. So, yeah, worth keeping an eye on that one. Um, I think that's going to fly under the radar a little bit, but it's, um, it, its critical reception is looking really good. Joaquin says in the chat, uh, don't know if you guys saw, but Sega has a new um, free-to-play shooter coming out next year called Hyenas and an hour of gameplay leaked. Uh, it's Rainbow Six Siege mixed with EFT. I don't know what EFT means, dude. I'm really sorry. There's too EFT. much rum in my tum. There's too much rum in my tum to make sense of that. Uh, looks good. Keep an eye out. I, I I saw this, but I didn't see it. <laughs> I saw yeah. I saw the you know the the uh, oh the virality is, of it. Uh, um, EFT is Escape from Tarkov. Ah, nice. Um, okay, that's really interesting. So it's like a very slow. Um, methodical shooter because Siege and Escape from Tarkov are very slow, sluggish like shooters, like realism, like hyper realism. Yeah, um, that's kind of cool. I had no idea this was a thing. Like this is literally fresh into my brain. I literally don't. Yeah, didn't know. Oh yeah, I, I saw it. Yeah, I saw that it pop up on my feed, but I, I didn't get a chance to, to look at it. Um, yeah, interesting. We will keep an eye out. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Shout. All right. Well, if you're still here, everyone, uh, we would really appreciate a like. If you're new here, we'd love a sub. Yeah. You know, if you want to follow us on Twitter, head over there and do that. I get an argument to people and I get blocked and muted really often. <laughs> and I realize I'm just screaming to this. And then I come to a podcast and I whinge about it. You yeah. know, it's, it's an endless cycle. Um, and if you want to be part of that cycle, you are, you are more than welcome to do so. Yeah, back him <laughs> so. up. We need to get an army behind him. <laughs> yeah, so. as well. That's what I need. I need my own echo chamber, so I never feel like I'm losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like your own little online support group. <laughs> you can just like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yes, so that'd be great. That really helps out. Really helps out the show. And we had some amazing engagement last week as well. You know, big pat on the back, everyone. Like, like no joke. That's for for us. The numbers that we got last week was was really really fun. And you know, I mean, we spoke about it. It's, it's just very encouraging. Yeah. So thank you very much. Yeah. No, it's, it's 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 really nice to see, and we we do love all, all all the comments, all the questions, stuff like that. It does it makes the show a lot more fun and interactive. So do it, and we love yeah. it. Thanks, friendos. QuakeCon is up next, Tim. Um, oh, QuakeCon. Um, you know, the standout things. There are a couple of standout things here, which I will summarize for you because I'm assuming you didn't see much of this. No, no. Uh, essentially, we had some additional Games Pass editions. Oh, hang on. What's this? Um, I'm getting live feed in. Di- direct from... I don't have this feed. Direct. F- 
Direct from Phil Spencer. Yeah, sorry, I didn't get a chance <laughs> to see you there. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, he's saying, he's saying, fuck, fuck, uh, yeah, fuck Xbox consoles. <laughs> PC only, bitch. Damn. So I thought it was a bit cruel. I thought it was a bit mean that he said that yeah, to me. Cold. Like, considering I run an Xbox podcast, I thought that was a bit much, but I, I'll get over it, Phil. Don't you worry. Um, that was a really bad bit. Um, so he, they added a load of Quake and Wolfenstein stuff all to just PC Games Pass. Um, which... We're a yeah. unified so platform. Me- right. Well, I even messaged you before, right? And I was like, oh, Quake Champions. Like, you know, achievements have just appeared. Like, you can get Xbox achievements for them, you know. And it said on True Achievements that the platform was Xbox. It ended up just being a, a mistake. The Quake Champions is coming to PC Games Pass. Yeah, it was such a debate. And it's just like, <laughs> man, like, there are some elders. I, I don't know. On, I, Frankly, I don't know if I would, like, main any of this. But I would like the option, man. Yeah. But I'd like to try this, at least. I, I don't know. It's just, it, it is just annoying. I hate to be a broken record. But, like, it does rub me the wrong way that stuff comes to PC and doesn't come to xbox that uh, bear in mind pc don't play as a subscription service <laughs> you know we, we still pay for gold like, yeah. obviously they can pay for games pass but we still we, we pay more like mm-hmm. i feel like they where's that, that that extra money should go towards porting games and well i know it's not straight forward i know i know i'm just being a wide little pitch but you know yeah but they, is I it, do agree it's a beam like regardless of it not being that straightforward you know like these are pretty like old games right uh i'm i'm sure a little bit of effort you can make a console port like sure it's extra effort but i think it's worth it right just to keep just to keep like the other half sweet right because like it just keeps happening right we just keep keep taking little gut punches all the time from like pc at the moment like they just keep getting stuff and we're not and and like you said you know we are paying for 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 an online um subscription service as well um yeah i i I don't know yeah they're just selling this whole like we're a unified platform thing without it really being unified um and it's just yeah it's just a bit odd i don't know it just it it doesn't feel like it's going both ways and i think that's kind of the thing that's rubbing people people me the wrong way you know Mm. um you know, especially as maybe people who are like primary Xbox owners and don't use PC. I imagine this is great for people who have both. You know, because mm. you're hoovering up all the benefits. You know, that cross that cross uh, play is there, that cross save is there. Um, you cross buy, and then you get. But but for console players, it's kind of like oh, like my money's being invested in a platform that I'm not using, and that's. Well, we just need to invest in a custom PC rig deck. You got spare, Is that all you I got, need to do? You got a spare four grand, right? <laughs> yeah, just oh, there it is between the sofa cushions. Between the toes. Between <laughs> the toes, yeah. Put it out my ear. Oh, I'll go there. Um, so that was the first thing. Um, oh, and I guess oh, do I have the list of games? Uh, Quake for Wolfenstein three D. I think it's Return to uh, Return to Wolfenstein. Return and yeah, to there's Castle like Wolfenstein. That's the one. And then there's like Elder Scrolls Battlespire and Elder Scrolls Red Guard. I don't know what they are. I don't know what those games are. They're like five pound games. I had to look in the store. Like they're small. So I don't. I assume they're like old things. They might be like text-based games. Yeah, I don't really know. Maybe. Um. Second thing, 
there are three in total, I think. I think big takeaways from QuakeCon was id very well uh well the lead of id what's his name marty stratton head of, of, of id software confirmed that their next game is in development it's just a little tease little cock tease you know he said nice. the team is hard at work on our next big game but we're not ready to share details yet what is it tim tell me quake you think it's quake yeah <laughs> all right we got it sorted. Uh, that's open and closed case, ladies and gentlemen. Quake or the next Doom. <laughs> well, no, because they said... What did they say? Confirm. Oh, they just said confirm next game. So, yeah, it could be like a sequel to something. They didn't say new. Um, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't... And, I mean, and... it just seems like Quake is trying to make a resurgence, right? Um, for reasons mm. that they're making another one. <laughs> um, yeah. It just, I don't know. It seems quite likely. Yeah, yeah, I think that it's definitely on the cards, isn't it? With all of the Quake stuff they're bringing back and testing the waters. It feels like they're testing the waters for sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess in terms of time frame as well, you know, Doom Immortal was March 2020 and Ancient Gods in the DLC backs 1 and 2 came out in October 2020 and March 2021, respectively. So I don't know. I'm assuming it'd have two teams, right? Most studios have that. Hmm. that have maybe been working on this on the side i don't actually when did the first doom come out 2016 uh, 2016 yeah so a four-year cadence so i think we can going by that we can maybe expect 2024 for its next game yeah seems sensible right yeah so i think it's a while off i don't even imagine we hear about i may maybe we hear about this next year and the next showcase whatever this project is yeah yeah i can see so yeah my money's on quake though we'll see yeah all right um next up uh a playstation pc um uh support really uh, a lot well so th there were some rumors earlier in the week that a playstation pc launcher uh, would be coming that would include cross buy support uh, because there was some code found in the spider-man pc release that there was a couple of weeks ago whenever that was um and then it happened, right? The website is official, and they said, yeah, well, you know, we're integrating more into uh, into PC, but there's no cross-save and there's no cross-buy. Uh -huh. Like, PlayStation PC is now a branding. Like, it's a thing, and there still might be a launcher coming further down the line. They don't have their own launcher right now. Yeah. But, like, you can... I can't remember exactly. Like, I think you can sign into your PlayStation account, you know, through PC, etc. But there's, yeah, no cross saving, no cross buy. So maybe the, it might just be like this is like just laying the groundwork. But they had, they had a fat, you know, frequently asked questions a bit, and they're like, no, there is no cross save, and no, there is no cross buy, which kind of tells me that they're committing to just not having that as a feature, uh, and that a seems weird. a bit sus. Yeah, it seems a bit weird. Just buy it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I like money. Also, do you remember? Money, 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 money. Do you remember when PlayStation swore that nothing was ever going to come to other platforms and PC, Yo. and they said buy a PlayStation Yo. because this is the only place you'll be able to play these games. <laughs> Yo, and then they immediately put it on PC and they make a PC launcher <laughs> so you can buy it again. <laughs> Bit weird, that. dude. They did, though. They were literally today. like, buy a PlayStation because you can't play this anywhere else with PlayStation. <laughs> it's on PC. 
<laughs> hmm. I don't know, man. I'm all for it, but they're just backtracking. Yes. They're just that's what yes. I, that's what I'm saying. But like, I'm not saying yes. no, they shouldn't come to PC. I'm just saying like they said it. They they're just going back on what they said. That that's what that, that's yes. the trigger. That's you are you are right. But it's, it's like the whole cross uh, the cross gen thing, right? Mm. We yeah. believe in generations. Yeah. Uh, Sonic generation. Horizon is cross gen. Uh, 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 Gran Turismo is cross gen. Uh, God of War is cross gen. Is Ragnarok cross gen? Yes. How's that shit going on a PS4? <laughs> it's gonna look look like ass. Because it's uh, just a DLC in it, mate. <laughs> Nice, dude. Joking. <laughs> that was your imitation joking. of a Twitter troglodyte. That's right. Yeah, nice. that's right. Did it. The old troggers. The old troggers. Hashtag troggers. Um, yeah, no, that's not absolutely the case. Well, yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, we spoke about this before. Yeah, it's just, oh, supply is still bad. What's the point? Might as well. Other than a game here or there, just to, you know, for PR fluff. Like, all right, look at Ratchet and Clank. This couldn't possibly be done on uh, other consoles. Oh, look at Godfall. Look at fucking Godfall. This couldn't possibly be done on another console. Yeah. And then they made it they made it work. Yeah. <laughs> like, so but didn't they lie? <clears throat> yeah, didn't they literally like advertise Ratchet and Clank and like all, all like the tech behind it and stuff like that? And they were literally like, We you just couldn't do this. Like we wouldn't be able to do this unless we had a PS five and the power that comes to PS five. Is is it on PlayStation Four as well? Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. No, no, right. To be fair, Ratchet and Clank only ever did come oh, to okay. PS5. Yeah, okay. Um, and I think they, you know, it's the thing where they use like very quick, like level swapping and the you know, power of the SSD, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I mean, that that's fine. Um, you know, eventually we'll get to a stage where Xbox are doing the same thing. You know, so it was supposed to be at the end of this year. I think Dark Tide would have been the first. It's not even an exclusive, but you know, the, the Xbox aligned game to have been <laughs> Series X and S only. Yeah. Uh, and then Redfall and Starfield, you know, we'd have had like sort of cascading um, games after that, but yeah, that's not happening for a while now. Woohoo! Right. All right, let's move on. My my chest hurts, man. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That I really means a lot. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you needed it. Everyone in chat, tell him he's doing great. This man's <laughs> sweating tequila right now. Help him out. <laughs> I got I got some good stuff though. The thing is, because I got I got it from my friend, and I was because I was like at the 
Do you want to specify? It sounds dodgy. You said I got some good stuff from my friend. <laughs> some good tequila, legal, legal tequila. Nice, thank you. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and I was at the spirit section, like, oh god, what is she, what is she like? Oh god, <laughs> I was like vodka, tequila, vodka, tequila, and then I got tequila. Uh, she doesn't like tequila. Nice, mate. <laughs> For her 30th birthday, I got her a drink she does not like. And does she um, like vodka? Yes, she likes vodka. Damn it. You fucked so, up. That's a big L. Yeah, for the QRP. So you ended up just uh, having, you just chucked up all the tequila, did you? <laughs> well, so what I did, I thought, you know what, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, you know what I'll do to make it up to you? I'll try and get, because obviously it was her 30th birthday, so everyone was trying to get her, like, wasted. So yeah. I was like, you know what I'll do? I'll go round and I'll be like a shop boy, you know? Shop boy? Yeah, I'm like a shop boy. So I was going round with like a garden tray with shots in them, which by the way, don't ever do that. Not that you ever would, because it would never come into your mind to do that. But I did that. Like the ones you used to like have little pots of plants in, it's like really flimsy. Yeah. I spilled. So anyway, (laughs) so so I went round and I was like, you know everybody just do shots we've got to keep up right but nobody would do it unless i matched them oh, and here classic. we are one day later one day later i've been talking for an hour and my chest hurts and i'm sweating so jeez man <sighs> did it though best shot boy ever that's fine yeah i think so. I, I thought it was quite good but that's fine all right there's some blizzard stuff tim let's let's talk about blizzard now um, yeah. I actually have a question for you. I was thinking about this before, and I'd be interested to hear what people think in the chat as well. Uh, okay. you know, if you're listening to the show afterwards, I, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear what you think. If Xbox had the opportunity to acquire just Blizzard, pretend they aren't part of Activision, had the opportunity to acquire Blizzard or to acquire Bungie, what would your pick be? Uh, Blizzard. It would be Blizzard, with it? Well, no hesitation. I think so, yeah. I think Why? I think Bungie are a little bit of a one-trick pony these days, um, and I think they've just they've put everything into Destiny. Uh, they've got all their eggs in one basket. Where I think you could you're just going to get a lot more versatility out of a company like Blizzard um, with all the different games they'll develop. You got Overwatch, you got those new survival game they're they're building and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Diablo, you know, I, I just feel like they're just more versatile and they're just. I feel like they have that like that polish that Xbox is looking for and that Xbox is quite like likes getting behind um as well. So I'd go for Blizzard. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I mean and obviously like Blizzard are bigger. Like Blizzard are bigger, like like three times bigger. So, you know, considering the cost and everything, you know, yada yada. Yeah, okay, that that's interesting. Because I like I think I would I was thinking about this the other day and I think you know, you can go back and listen to me on the podcast. And be like, "Oh man, you know, I hope if, if if Xbox are on this acquisition spree, I hope they get Bungie. I hope Bungie comes back. You know, because I think Bungie are just a very talented team, and their next game matter. It is going to be so chonking and stonking mm. and slapping and whapping and bapping. It like it's going to be a big splash. It's going to make a big splash. Okay. So." Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like. I, I just think they're a very talented team. Uh, I, I think I would. Re- <laughs> well, that that is a good point. Like, I think I would reluctantly pick Blizzard, and not because I think Blizzard are worse, just because I'd be like, well, actually, like, yeah, it fits the portfolio, right? They, there is like a bit more diversity there. They make 
more like uh, I don't want to say PG, but maybe like uh, inclusive games as well. Yeah, Does that sound right. Yeah, you know, it's like Overwatch is very like you know, Overwatch has one of the highest um, rate of like diverse player base. Yeah, like it has like loads of women play and, and girls play Overwatch compared to like I think it, 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 you look at shooters across the board, they're all fucking dude bro shooters, aren't they? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, Apex does a pretty good job. Put it out there. Yeah, it does. But Overwatch has this very approachable kind of, you know, like Pixar feel to it, um, and World of Warcraft likewise. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting, interesting thing. Mm, definitely. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it looks like we're getting some agreement in the chat as well. Bungie has a Bungie has a great studio, but Blizzard has a damn campus. Yeah, they are huge. Like I said, we'd have to factor in money with this as as well but i mean having said that you know playstation just paid a lot of money for for bungie yeah. uh, three million three billion or something wasn't it or 2.4 um yeah it was a lot okay let's get on to the news um so uh there was uh essentially a little a little leak um about a diablo trailer a release date trailer being announced at the game awards later this year i think this is interesting for a few reasons. Mm. Blizzard will have to commit to platforms. Oh, true. I think realistically, we all think Diablo 4 is going to be multi-plat. But yeah. I think realistically, that is what we think. However, you can't help but think there's like a little... Like the, the door is cracked. right? Yeah. There's a little crack in the door. It's a and jar. if the acquisition goes through... It's a jar. Yeah, very good. <laughs> it's a jar. And like if the deal goes through, you can't help but think... Ooh, <laughs> like like not even maybe even if it's not full exclusivity this is exclusive to xbox for the first three months comes early what's up mm, yeah yeah so uh that that's kind of what i'm thinking i mean so uh, so my question for you tim and to our dear audience is when do you think diablo 4 is going to be coming out um is it first quarter like when in 2023 uh and do we think there will be any form of exclusivity at all? Or is it just going to be complete pa- platform parity, assuming the deal goes through beforehand? Um, Thoughts? Well, I think I think in terms of release date, um, it was showed off at the Xbox showcase, right? It was there, uh, yeah. the Games Pass. Yeah. And everything there at that time of showing was within 12 months so we know we know that you know based on that maths it's definitely coming in the first half of next year right um whether it's the first quarter i don't know but it's it's coming in the first half um so my predictions are probably not first quarter i think it'll be after march i think it'll be sort of maybe like april may time um yeah i don't think we'll see it in the first quarter uh, and in terms of like console release and stuff like that, yeah, I I think I I think it's going to be multi-plat. Um, I think it will be quite interesting. Do you, do you think they'll do a thing where they just show the trailer and then just not say any of the platforms it's coming to? <laughs> it literally just says like coming like first half of like, twenty twenty-three. Yeah, and there's just like no like icons there. Like that's like if that happens, that's even more sus. <laughs> that is like they're not committing because they're waiting for like the the deal to potentially come through. Um, 
But I think regardless yeah. of this, I think it will be multiplayer, but I think it will get a Games Pass treatment. Um, I think we will have it mm. day one Games Pass. Um, yeah. Yeah, regardless of that deal going through or not. Um, I think that would be the case. So I'm predicting multiplayer, but we get a Games Pass. And I'm saying first half of um, 2023, probably around April, May, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so mad about the first half of 2023. That, that's it's, it's stupid. It's so stupid. What? Just everything coming out in the first half of 2023? Yeah, what did we say last week that there's going to be a game <laughs> every <laughs> single day? <laughs> Every day of the year, there's a new release. My poor bank yeah. account. I can't even imagine your bank account, dude. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's fun. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. You've got to imagine, like, like, I, none of us need exclusivity on these Blizzard games. Um, but I think Joaquin is is right in, in the chat. Um, that there does need to be Games Pass perks there. If not, you know, yeah, I'm will. assuming this stuff will go straight into Games Pass. But, like, this needs to be everything but exclusive. You know, we think about... I said this as well in the, in the chat. But, um, you know, you think about the, the... You know, there's a reason marketing rights are important because the casual audience doesn't know any better. Like, a lot of people still... I, when, I remember when I was at uni, I was, like, in, uh, like in the, my final year, I was speaking to someone, and they were like, oh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, but it's, it's only... That you're probably, you probably haven't played that, have you? Because it's not on Xbox. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's all on those old platforms. Oh, yeah, I, I had just, that issue just... with a game. What was it? Where I thought it would literally was only on PlayStation. But... Oh, Hogwarts. I literally thought Hogwarts was a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, yeah. the, the new Harry Potter game. And then, and then you were like, what are you talking about, you fucking idiot? It's, it's coming on every platform. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's effective. It is effective. And it doesn't help that they, you know, they, they intentionally like obfuscate the the platforms you know they are intentionally are like oh it's just oh, just our platform maybe <laughs> at least in this video like mm. we're just gonna say consoles playstation console. yeah so yeah they, yeah they do it on purpose but yeah it's it, it's effective ultimately and so that's why it's important to have that kind of games pass alignment with these with these games when the time comes yeah yeah definitely yeah no i i think there definitely will be some some games pass perks there 100 percent um but it'll be multiplayer Okay, so here's the second Blizzard thing, and this just came off Friday from uh, the boys over at the Xbox Two podcast. Um, and I, I kind of hate doing this, but it was it was too exciting for me to not like. I don't like having a podcast about someone else's podcast. Like that's stupid. But like uh, when people are like talking about seeing footage for games that are like years out, you know, when people are you know like Jez is a legitimate insider. <laughs> like he sees stuff, uh, you know, and uh, gets sent stuff. Um, in advance so you can't not talk about it because it's yeah. it's news mm-hmm. and he spoke about the blizzard survival game after having consumed a lot of rum Let's actually go. funnily enough so my heart goes out to you you know i know the feeling um yeah the the, the new ip blizzard survival game which i have expressed a lot of excitement about already um not only because i think that sounds fucking amazing i'm excited to hear about a new ip from blizzard i think this could be uh blizzard's starfield in the sense that it's like it's the first it's the landmark xbox game from blizzard yeah but like yeah. this is exclusive this is on games pass um you know this is this is our game now <laughs> this is ours now um 
So this is what he said. I, I, I'm paraphrasing, but I, uh, this is what he said. It's codenamed Odyssey, so Project Odyssey. He's seen it, and it looks amazing. And I just to bear in mind, Jez is a big Blizzard fanboy. Nothing wrong with that, but he, he loves Blizzard stuff, so there, I'm sure there's a little bit of bias here. Yeah. Um, uh, he said, it looks a lot like what you imagine what it like. It looked like that. It's like, you know, very high fantasy, very fair tale. Um, lots of magic and forests and creatures. Uh, it's a fairy tale game with lots of base building and there's merchant mechanics as well. It's somewhat reminded him of Fallout 76, um, but but it looked amazing. He, he kept saying this. He used the word amazing like four or five times. You yeah. can make your own vendors, make your own potion shop, and then sell those potions to other players. There are also like really complex machinery within the fairy tale aesthetic. It was first person. The character had a bow and arrow, and it wasn't like World of Warcraft in the sense that it wasn't like an MMO. It's more an online survival like arc. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of it. Repeatedly said it looks amazing, has that very blizzard, you know, that 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 um uh you know, MO look that Blizzard have, fairy tale, forest and lots of magic. Thoughts. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah that's right um yeah no it sounds it sounds really cool um weirdly enough i kind of saw this game from like my own brain i conjured up this game would be third person i don't know why yeah i did as well actually yeah yeah so that i mean i'm not upset that it's first person but i just weirdly had an image in my brain that it would be third um but yeah, no, it. I mean, it sounds awesome, man. Like, the whole, like, I'm totally into that sort of, like, graphic style, you know, like, that sort of, like, ever wild, like, almost cartoonish, like, Blizzard feel to it. Um, like, that just, yeah, that's just so awesome. Um, and I think the world looks so beautiful, like, just walking around it and just playing with your mates and surviving and just fucking just, like, role-playing. I can see so much, like, cool-ass role-play coming out of this game um yeah and um yeah it just sounds yeah it sounds it sounds great man um sounds very sort of um intricate with what you can do like make your own vendors i don't even know what that means and like just yeah i don't know it just sounds really cool like the ability to create things and sell to like other players like you were saying like yeah that's cool like, so it's an in-game economy sort that. of thing yeah i don't think i've ever yeah. seen that before so uh, I, I mean i know that you can like sell like in-game items to like other players for gold and stuff like that i yeah. know that's been done in previous games but to like conjure up your own things and then sell them and stuff like that that's that's pretty cool um yeah man i mean there's nothing here that's sounds sounds um bad to me it all sounds great yeah Mm. I think it's like it's especially interesting because uh, all of those sorts of games, you know, those shared world survival games, you know, Ark, um, Tarkov is one of them, right? Rust is one of them, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really say um, something like Grounded is is in this vein because that's kind of you know like a closed multiplayer lobby survival Daisy. game. Like, yeah, Daisy, right? Yeah, like no, there hasn't been like a big triple a developer tried to take this genre on and i think that's what's quite exciting you know you think about all yeah. the shortcomings all the things that arc does well 
and all the things it doesn't do well, but then you know, blizzardify it. <laughs> yeah. You know, get rid of those bugs. You know, make it look good, run well, um, and then have an additional two or three layers of complexity and, and things that make you want to come back. It's it's what I find like really, uh, fucking Valheim. That's not like shared well, but you can have like you know twelve people in the lobby. I haven't played it, but I'm very interested in the game because it is this kind of get a, that you have a a dedicate you know like a a world that you can all jump into at different times and you can just play that as a group of friends asymmetrically, you know. Like, you don't all have to be on at the same time. Two of you can go in at six o'clock because you're both on, and then maybe if you're all on on Friday, you can all play at the same time. Like, I think that is a very is a very appealing and alluring social element to that style of game. Like, you know, in the early 2000s, when we were coming into online gaming, it was like, oh, let you know, we can all play games at the same time, and that's really exciting, and that's always going to be exciting, and that's always going to be fun. But, uh, like having games that allow for that that asymmetric multiplayer play i think that has a, a really big potential to uh, like get a lot of traction do you see what i'm saying am i making sense yeah yeah no i definitely see what you're saying yeah um okay. yeah no i i completely agree with with your whole take on the fact that it's just it would be very interesting to see a triple a developer take on a title like this um because in in the industry like sure these games are great they're popular and loads of people play them but they do just lack that certain polish don't they and they that's and, right and they lack that um yeah the, like the expertise and the funding and the budget of like a triple a studio um so i think it'll be pretty pretty sick to see a um to see blizzard take this on um yeah, I'm I'm very excited for this. Yeah, the the, the moment it got announced, um, it was like music to my ears. I was like, yeah, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. That's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. and like we we know there's been a lot of internal buzz about this. You know, you might remember from previous weeks that me and my good friend Jason had a bit of chat off the books. You know, you did. Jason Schreier. Uh, <laughs> you know, and he told me that you know there's uh, a lot of confidence in the director of the game and. He's reported himself. He that, uh, the team are very excited. He did. He did. Um, so, unfortunately, Dequila. Yeah. Um, you know. So yes, so super excited about that game. I'm so super excited about that game. Um, I'm really, I am hoping we hear more soon. Yeah, uh, we don't know how long it's been in development for. Uh, quick shout out in our next story uh, to Xbox teaming up with the Special Olympics for um, another gaming for inclusion esports event. Um, I like that Xbox do these sorts of things, um, whether it's the um, adaptive controller uh, or it's platforming events like this. Uh, uh, I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because, you know, but beside it being just like the cliche angle of like, oh, when everyone plays, we all win. You know, that's the slogan that, that they use. Yeah. I also think like, and this this might be like a really selfish take, like, I'm obviously happy that more people get to play games. That That is fantastic. But I also think, like, what if me, or like, one of our friends just, like, lost an arm? Yeah. But I don't know. I know that's, that's like, kind of, like, very less small fry in the, in the grand scheme of things. But, like, it would be, like, 20 years ago, if, you, if something happened to you and I could no longer play video games, that would, like, be... That would have, like, a nested effect on my well-being. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now that doesn't feel like it's totally infeasible that 
you could continue to play obviously limited in, in a few ways but like you could continue to do that nowadays because xbox in particular put a lot of effort into being exclusive and uh, um, yeah. inclusive and accessible yeah no i actually yeah i totally see where you're coming from um yeah it's nice to know that um you wouldn't have to drop you know like this massive hobby and lifestyle that you know that you you have currently you know if something were to happen to you um yeah definitely it's it's kind of you know, obviously nobody likes to think like that you know like if something happens to you but like yeah it does give you sort of like a peace of mind and stuff like that and it's just you know, right. more inclusion dude is just it's 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 always good like it's great you know i ju- i just mm-hmm. i literally just want people no matter what to just have fun and enjoy gaming yeah right just like i do that's right um so great it's, it, it's one of those it's one of those few times that like supply and demand economics is is really like i think has a two way like it, it's everybody wins yeah <laughs> because you know like the like the market for people who are less abled or have difficulties are essentially not tapped into and so you know the people at the top are saying oh we can get money off these people but, but of course by, by doing so they have to make things accessible um mm-hmm. and so there now is demand all of a sudden there's demand because you've created a, a bridge between gamers and people who are like less abled and i think that's that's really good so yeah yeah just want to give a quick shout out um it's always nice to see. Yeah. All right. Big ticket story, Tim. It's Ooh. Death Stranding time. What oh, the fuck man. happened here, mate? What? Oh, uh, what man. was? The, uh, hello. <laughs> like, like, I was. Oh, I, I followed this story for the whole week. You know, it was sussy to say the least. Xbox Game Pass PC. Um, that's the Twitter. You know, the Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Um, changed their profile picture to like a you know a mossy, grassy, mountainous kind of environment. Uh, and people were like, "Is that the trending?" And so somebody, of course, being the gamers of 2022, went and found the exact rock that that that, that they put there. You know, in Death Stranding, they found the exact place, mm. and everyone was like, "Oh my god, is this actually happening?" Is this happening? no way, no way. And just so you know, the reason that this is happening is because 505, 505 Games, the publishing label published yeah. death stranding on pc whereas of course sony published it on console so with this all happening oh what yeah what are your thoughts about this um is this like a massive w for xbox or is this like not a big deal or like what, what do you think um well it's another shaft to the old console players here let's go um, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right but it's uh yeah man it's just a w right i mean there's just no way to see it not as a W, right? It's it's a great game that was seemingly just a PlayStation exclusive and always would be, you know, in everyone's eyes. It's now made its way to a different platform, you know. Um, and it's a really good game. And it's Kojima. And oh, I don't really know <laughs> much more what to say. I mean... <laughs> It's, it's a yeah. great video game that, like I said, was seemingly yeah PlayStation only. You could only play it on PlayStation, and now you can't anymore. <clears throat> you can play it on your PC. Yeah. I, it's, it's a bit of a controversial one, isn't it? Death Stranding. Um, like overall, it did review like pretty well. I think it was like low to mid eighties. Um, yeah. Um, it was a bit controversial because 
of the type of game that it is you know it's not, um amazon delivery simulator yeah uh but, but and this is a good game pass game though right this yeah, is a good like this is a good subscription game. service game yeah. because it's it's like risky it's it's, it's uh am i gonna like this or not you know yeah so um yeah i just can't believe this happened um it's very very weird especially like we know how aggressive and defensive sony are with their own ip um it's just so strange to me that this even happened <laughs> like you know yeah. like, I, I wonder if this has anything to do with xbox's like, increasing relationship with kojima you know like they, we had the official announcement at the showcase that they're working together on, an, on a game um do you think sony would just call their pants down like they genuinely just didn't realize they were like oh my god yeah well, they found out on the same day we did. <laughs> they were like, no, oh, what, what? But like when it happened and like we slipped in to 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 get it on Games Pass, they were just like, oh yeah, shit. We kind of left that like open, like published the the, the way we published it. You know, we kind of left it open um, for something like this to happen. Maybe they were a little bit unaware, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, it, yeah, just a funny old thing. It, it might just be the case that five oh five. And yeah, and you know, Kojima, Kojima had just had complete control over what happens with that game on PC. Yeah. In which case, there's nothing Sony could do to stop that. You know, I so... mean, we're never seeing this come to a console, right? No, never happened. No. Yeah. Unless there's like some funny work, which they should do. They should uh, like make PC to console streaming. Like, <laughs> allow me to boot up, like to stream from the Windows Store to my console. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. That'd be that'd be a good workaround for stuff like this, especially as streaming continues to get better and better. That would be actually a feasible way to play games that are otherwise only accessible on PC, right? On console. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Joaquin says in the chat, did you guys see the giant spider symbol embedded on the briefcase from the Death Stranding announcement? I wonder if that means anything. I did see that. I, I From what I could tell, that was just a reference to symbology in the game. Because a lot of people saw that and were like, does that mean... Spider-Man's gonna come to Games Pass PC. I oh, know what. That's, that's not happening. Jesus, that's not happening. Absolutely. Not there, there would be a civil war across yeah. the world. No, that just Europe, it just wouldn't happen. No. Yeah. I mean, Insomniac are our first-party studio for a PlayStation. That's just. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, there's no way. No, no, there's no no way that that means anything. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that that was funny, and that comes out. Um, I think ne- uh, August twenty third. So next week. Um, so soon. Xbox well. Game Pass PC. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear what people have to say about it on on revisiting because I've always said like I'm interested. I like I like. I've never played a Kojima game. I'm gonna put that I put that out there. I've never played a Kojima. I've never played any of the Metal Gears. Okay. They're weird weird games. I like weird games. I like weird games. I like pretentious games. However, from what I can tell, this is like a 60-hour game. Yeah. And the main lot. component is is like walking and storytelling. And and that's that could be okay, but I just I'm like if I did have the option to play it, I would I, I like I am a bit reluctant. <laughs> like if you can't tell. But um Yeah. yeah well we'll see. Yeah, maybe yeah. one day. Maybe one day. It's an ordeal to take. I think even a 60-hour game with fantastic combat as well as storytelling and stuff like that, that, that shit's still hard to chug through sometimes, um, <laughs> let alone if you're just not sure if you're going to enjoy that sort of gameplay loop. Um, yeah. it's, it's a lot to ask. 
Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, okay. Toys for Bob, um, who are the devs of, well, a lot of things, uh, but most recently the Spyro, Reignited Trilogy, Crash 4, It's About Time, um, Skylanders. Mm-hmm. They were teasing their 18th game. They've done 17 on Twitter. Uh, you know, they said, can you name every title on the Toys for Bob ball of games? And, you know, they had like, you know, what they and then the, for the 18th one, it was question mark, question mark, question mark. So we are kind of back to the discussion of what is this, they are under the Activision Blizzard label, obviously, you know, like what is the studio doing? And what are they making? And there's, there is only one thing <laughs> that everybody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think it's Banjo. Yeah. Because... Uh, obviously, they've had they did really well with like the the remake of uh, the reboot, I suppose, of, of both of, of you know uh, Crash and Spyro, and they're both like PG mascot platformers with some like maybe light combat elements. Like if there was a studio, it would be these guys. However, unless this was a deal sorted before the acquisition, like I can't see how this this will have happened. <laughs> you know. Like they're they're not even under the micro like Xbox uh, umbrella yet. So yeah, it, it seems unlikely, right? It's a great fit, and it would totally work, yeah. assuming we already had them under our, our umbrella. But yeah, it just seems a bit much to ask that this has been going on for a for a long period of time, um, before we've even you know before they even um, come under us. So. It's 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 definitely wishful thinking, um, but maybe it would just be like a an announcement. Just when it happens, they're just like like mm. one, once they get under the Xbox umbrella, they're like we're developing a banjo game now. So you know they yeah. they're not necessarily saying their 18th game is coming out soon. You know they're just teasing that something is you know on the cards. So you know yeah, it might be early, early. Yeah. yeah, it might just be super crazy early. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. I think like if if you, if you are gonna uh, like, operate under the assumption that they are making a Banjo Kazooie game, then you also have to uh, understand that that would mean that this was a deal made, but like independent of the Activist acquisition, um, which isn't you know isn't impossible, but like that would just have to be because they can't confer during this period. They're not allowed to collaborate on anything while while this is going through. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, I think we've got like three or maybe four stories left. So we're do- considering this was quite a, quite a packed week with a lot of things to talk about. We're doing okay. We're at a minute and forty. Thanks for hanging around, everyone. By the way, you're doing you're doing great. You're doing fantastic. I'm still I'm still sweating. I'm having yeah. a very hard time. I'm sweaty as well, dude. It's hot. It's a hot day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hot. Uh, okay, so next up, mouse and keyboard support seems to be happening for Xbox Cloud Gaming. A little mouse and keyboard uh, sit like icon has appeared on the um, Xbox app on PC, um, which is really interesting. Like, because it's just for cloud gaming. Like, that's the only place it's appeared. You know, maybe out of nowhere we suddenly get mouse and keyboard support for all of Xbox, but feasibly. Um, this would mean that you could stream games and use mouse and keyboard to play them. 
like say you know you're on your computer you stream a game you wouldn't have to sync up a uh, controller to play i didn't even realize this, a mouse. this was a fucking thing like i just assumed well, it's not yet stream a game from your no no i just assumed you could if you streamed a game from your pc you could play it mouse and keyboard i had no idea it was only controller support yeah no well a lot of these games don't have mnk support so yeah, yeah. it would have to be custom i think uh, okay yeah i see it. yeah that never even crossed my mind okay yeah <laughs> just weirdly yeah, just a lot well, this is one of those things that's like, um, I think this has to happen for there to become, like you said, for there to become a bit more unity in the whole Xbox PC thing. Hmm. Like, like part of the reason some of these strategy games, for example, Gears Tactics, Age of Empires, like are being delayed coming to Xbox. Arguably, exactly. you know, it's because they have to make a controller support, right? Exactly. So, if there was mouse and keyboard, maybe that would make things easier. Having said that, like, I if Age of Empires came to console only with MNK support, I wouldn't play it. So, you know, nonetheless, yeah. I think the, the the unification of it is is what's important as well. So, yeah, definitely, it's good. Yeah. Um, Joaquin in the chat says, "Are you guys excited for the new Game of Thrones show tonight? Is that tonight? Is it? That's crept up." Oh, I mean, you're not talking. I haven't even seen Game of Thrones. I'm not gonna lie. I've nothing against it. And I want to see it at some point, but I'm one of those guys that hasn't actually watched Game of Thrones. Um, so I will not be tuning into this. It's like a prequel thing, isn't it? Um, That's right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, like hundreds and hundreds of years before the, uh, the other show. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to tune in, but it's something I will watch at some point. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, it's that something you'll tune into. You, you, you're, you were quite like Game of Thrones, didn't you? Yeah, it's brilliant. The first four seasons were pretty brilliant. I think there was six total, and then five and five was like, uh, and then six was, uh, yeah, oh, uh, like it's it. mental how badly that sixth season just wiped Game of Thrones off the face of the earth. Like yeah. crazy. Like that show was on the cusp of being like having the same public recognition as like Lord of the Rings. Um, I'd say, but more. Like that. It was that like, last Game of Thrones fucked in its prime. It. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't have a conversation without Game of Thrones popping up. Yeah. In its prime. You want K Game of Thrones latte coffee up? Yeah. I'll do you for that. I'll take that. You want Game of Thrones <laughs> subscription service? Deliver you swords and... <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Have you pet dragons? Last season or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just eggs. <clears throat> Giant <laughs> dragon egg. Oh god. Yeah, I I will watch this. I don't know if I watch it now. I, I don't even know what service it's on in the UK, and I'm not going to try risking typing it into my computer right now. Um, yeah, I'll watch it at some point. It, it looks quite good. I, I, I when I saw the trailers, um, I was quite pleasantly surprised. Matt Smith is in it, which is great. He's my boy. Although I do think he looks a bit weird in a big blonde wig. So I don't know. We'll see. I hope it's received well. Ultimately. Yeah, Game of Thrones needs a dub. It does. Yeah, to bring it back. Uh, well, it'll be a HBO Max. By the looks of it. Well, I don't have that. We we don't have that. So what do oh, we do no, now? now? Now TV as well. By the looks of it. I was going to say now. Yeah, I thought. I thought now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. I have to keep that in mind. I need to finish um, Better Call Saul. I'm like right. I've got two episodes left to watch of that, um, and I'm done with the Breaking Bad universe, which will, is very sad, but very good um 
Nice. Is there anything else? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. Uh, I, I wanted... Uh, the next thing we've got to talk about, Tim, um, in, our, in our penultimate news story for the week, is that there was um, a report on how much Xbox paid for Cooking Simulator. Let's go. I love that guy. I poured out hundreds of hours into that game. <laughs> have you have you already seen what I've put in the notes? Because if you haven't, I'd like you to guess. Uh, I've already seen it, unfortunately. Okay. <clears throat> Shit. But I'm gonna guess. <laughs> yeah. Six hundred thousand to get get Cooking Simulator in Game Pass. It's a lot. I don't know. I don't know, Phil. It's a lot like, of money, dude. I mean, this is fine. Like, it's fun, isn't it? Cooking simulation, but more than half a mil a lad um, I don't know Phil yeah not <laughs> like, too sure about that blink twice if you need help Philly needs it uh, do you, is there a shopping problem here Philly obviously needs to learn how to cook just... and he can do that through <laughs> yeah that's, that's it. He's, like, he's like please please how do I make a good bolognese <laughs> Why do we have such a bad reputation for having bad food, Tim? What? British people? Yeah, what's that about? We don't. We have reputations We for bloody having, do. Like, great, like, cuisines. Like, you know, no. your classic fish and chips and, like, our curries and stuff like that. No, dude. You're fucking insulated against the Europeans and the Americans of the world who think that we just eat, like, undercooked, unseasoned chicken. And peas. I, I feel like I didn't feel like British cuisine was that in the bin, but okay. And it, no, I know it's it's just a stereotype, like how we have fucking wonky teeth. Oh, and you know, I know we teeth. like we say bruv all the time, and we eat scones, and we talk about the Queen. I I can't think of the last time I spoke about any I of the royalties in this country. Shits about the royal, the royal family, <laughs> yeah, like genuinely. <laughs> Might I don't know. It's come up on my Twitter feed. It's come on my Twitter feed more than once now, and I'm like, oh, like moderately offended. But and it's weird because like some people like I, I don't know. It's like it's like maybe students have just cooked up a bunch of mints and like just put beet like peas in it, and somehow this photo, you know, like someone has tagged it, and maybe ironically or unironically, be like, oh, best dinner ever, and it makes the rounds. And they're like, oh, fucking British cuisine, am I right? Yeah. I'm like, I made a meatball sub from scratch yesterday. You saw that shit. Where's my phone? <laughs> no deck. <laughs> yeah, that's not necessarily a British cuisine. Yeah, no. I guess I'm just like I'm confused. Like if people think we have less access to like oh like, like do you we think we don't have ovens? Like a, yeah, like, <laughs> like British people can't cook a good Mexican meal or a good yeah. Italian meal. Yeah, no, we can. I'm having burritos tonight. And I'll oh, fucking shit. tweet that shit. That looks See fantastic. That? And what are those? Bacon-loaded fries? Is that little rocket Bacon salad there? Fries. Little baby, bit of baby spinach? <laughs> no, pea shoots. Pea shoots with balsamic vinegar. I, I made pesto meatballs. I fucking mashed that the meat together. Pesto, breadcrumbs, salt, pepper. Let's go. Pesto go. in it. And then made them into meatballs, cooked them in the oven, popped them in a hot dog bun. And Cheese and then pesto. I popped it in my mouth. And it was awful. <laughs> so I went and boiled <laughs> some chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Oh god. I came from a dark I came from a dark bitter yeah, place. That was a weird tangent. Yeah. I guess it is just like that thing of like when our mates or you know, even us guilty, sorry, like talk about fat people in America or whatever. That I guess we we bring it on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The stereotypes. We know it's not true, it's generalizing. It's racist. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get to the last news story then. Uh, the snitch tip. I, oh, by the way, I wanted to talk to you about this because, like, you've 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 interacted with me on Twitter now like a couple of times. I'm, I'm gonna bring that into the room. Great. You've done great. I've enjoyed it. It's a lot of effort on my behalf to twist. <laughs> it's so draining. <laughs> You're like, uh, is, yeah. life gets sucked out of you. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I think you should do? Uh, do you know what I think? <laughs> I think you should put a little line and just have Tim line quick resume podcast. Oh, I don't done. want people to know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But if you click into idea. my profile, it says that I'm on a podcast and you can find it here and stuff like that. So I'm not ashamed to do it. But fine. If you want me to exactly. do it, I'll do it. I think you should do it, man. I think that's fun because otherwise people just think I'm talking to another unrelated Tim on Twitter. And that's Which is kind great, of weird. Because it just looks like no. you're talking to it looks like you're still getting user interaction rather than interaction from someone who's just on your show i'm like a sheep in i'm like a wolf in sheep's clothing <laughs> sheep's clothing is that I'm like what's a, the expression yeah like a, it's like yeah it's like a, i think that is a wolf in sheep sheep's well you're not gonna say like skin right it's, it's weird wolf in sheep's skin yeah i don't know Anyway, I'm sure our audience and me would love that. Fine, I'll do it. Yes, we got him. <laughs> do it right now. I'll do it for Wakeen. Okay. Do it for Wakeen, yeah, exactly. The, the, the true QRP friendo. Um, but so, okay, the reason I brought this all up is because there is like, a, and you won't know this because you don't get to enjoy the festivities of Twitter. You know, Twitter giveth and Twitter taketh. That is the problem. It giveth and taketh. Um, and the giveth is that there is a, I think I might have spoken about them before, there is a insider account called The Snitch. Yeah. Right. 100% track record. This person has fingers in pies that like, have no right to be there. People's pies are feeling attacked. Violated. Because there are many, yeah. Because there are so many fingers within them from The Snitch. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Such a weird way to break it down. Because there are so many fingers within the pies. <laughs> Swirling around. Violating the pies. Yeah. Without consent. Oh, I'm so sweaty, dude. Come on, you can get through it. It's the last story. The snitch. <laughs> okay. Come on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, snitch. Anyway, okay, 100% track record. Pies. <laughs> swirling around fingers in him uh he put up a morse code just a green background and then yeah. just blasted morse code over the top just beep, 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 beep. Mm -hmm. people figured it out you know and what the words said the translated words were the wise men say you'll find your way okay. being the musical pleb that i am i didn't know that this was a reference to a kanye song called pinocchio story uh-huh what other yeah. new story have we spoken about recently that concerned Pinocchio? Oh, it was that Bloodborne game, wasn't it? 
It's a Bloodborne game. There we go. That's right. The wooden puppets Bloodborne game. Games past. Wooden puppets. Yeah, and, and we spoke about that, right? So, so I don't know if this was just like I don't know if he's implying that this is the case. He's saying yet yeah, confirmed. Lies of Lies of P. That's the game. Lies of P. Yeah, it's confirmed. Day one game pass because like a lot of us figured that was the case because every like the reason we figured that is because at game the list of games ahead of gamescom there were like eight there and seven of them were already confirmed to be games pass day one with the addition of lies of p being there which hasn't been spoken about so we kind of assumed these are all going to be games pass day one yeah that's what we spoke about last week um so i'm curious if snitch is alluding to like yes confirm this is a games pass day one uh, uh, game pass day one um release when it comes out but presumably this year quite soon i don't know if it has a release date could you check actually for me uh yeah sure lies it lies of p release date um or if this is like uh you know alluding to a exclusivity deal because that that sounds like a thing that might be worth doing right now xbox don't do that ever really but they have a very weak back half of 22 that's as dusk falls which was good Pentiment, which will be good, but they could really do with just one more Xbox aligned exclusive game. But they, I like I said, I, I can't remember the last time Xbox made a third party exclusive exclusivity deal. Yeah. So maybe this is just a confirmation of like, yep, yeah, this is coming day one games first, which would be great because it looks good. And if it reviews well, it, you know, it, it might be saving grace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think it looks great. Yeah, and to have this come day one Game Pass, I think will be a pretty big deal. Um, and yeah, currently it doesn't have a release date. No, um, people okay. are saying don't expect it until late 2022 or 2023. Um, so it's very loose and quite wide open, the release date for this. Okay, yeah. so I reckon we'll get a release date announcement then with the Game Pass day one. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Seems sensible, right? Yeah. Um, That's pretty hype. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of it, really. Um, we'll have to see. I, I assume, like I said, I assume this is a, a Games Pass deal rather than an exclusivity deal because Xbox just don't do them anymore. Like, and, and is it really worth it? Like, I don't know. Um, but if they're spending six hundred k on Cooking Simulator, like, I, you know, <laughs> who knows? Anything could happen. Like anything can happen. Whew. That's it, man. We did it. That's all the stories. Nice. Yeah, it was a pretty packed week. It was a good week, though. It's fun to talk about. Yeah, just a bit all over the place. Yeah, it wasn't just Xbox stuff, and you know, um, we've got Gamescom coming up next week. If we didn't speak about Redfall, fuck. Uh, okay, um, we'll just break it down. What what new things happened? What was it? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, there wasn't an immense uh, amount of new stuff, but there was, it was, like, a nice, a lot, I saw a lot of comments from the Redfall, you know, it was, like, a 20-minute long roundtable where they just spoke about, like, the development, um, we didn't see any new gameplay or anything, uh, but it was, I saw a lot of people watch this video and come away, like, oh, this sounds like, like an arcade game. Yeah. Like, okay, it sounds like, good, they're now, after the last time they saw it, they were like, oh, we need to angle this as something which <laughs> is an arcane game you know uh yeah. so uh then th- we got a couple of extra screenshots and like concepts are but like the-, the-, the takeaway bit of information that made the rounds um i made a couple of bullet points um but the, the takeaway 
thing was that just and this is in quotes just one section of redfall's map is bigger in size than the entirety of telos one the space station setting of prime so just kind of really driving home that this is a big game um yeah. which got some people like immediately triggered because some people were like big big is bad big is that means it's gonna be empty yeah big is empty yeah. empty so 100 planets dead a thousand planets all empty yeah these things are not mutually exclusive like things can be big and not be empty you know um so yeah uh, but uh, beside the other small bullet points i made a note of um most ambitious arcane game ever world building and environmental storytelling are big focus big open world but keeps a small town atmosphere and skill trees and gear have deep build customization um they also called out that that the size of the map was you know it was specifically because there's there's no vehicles you know so the size is big and it's dense um but yeah hopefully hopefully this that is what this means that there is high density and it's what we've come to expect from arcane you know lots of details lots of environmental storytelling i think this game is going to surprise people i keep saying it like oh like arcane make good games like yeah the co-op element might not be for you but it sounds like a lot of effort has gone into making this a so lovable experience if you want it to be that um mm-hmm. i still want more information on this but i'm glad that they're more and more angling this as like you know the stuff that they are good at rather than yeah as crazy wacky multiplayer as you were yeah yeah no i'm glad too yeah. and that's exactly what i was we we were both hoping for when we were talking about it as well we were literally like just just established that it's an arcane game i what makes yeah. it um an arcane game um so yeah it's great to see and yeah i think this game as with all arcane games will review probably pretty damn well um but you know just hopefully they can sort out that 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 like, marketing little hiccup they've had and and it will it will sell really well hopefully um as well so yeah fingers crossed amazing all right well we've just crossed the two-hour mark which does make it our longest show in a while we've gotten we've, we've gotten quite good with timings but this was a bigger week so you know that's okay we'll let ourselves off this time yeah um so tim why don't you smack that jingle and uh, we will yeah wrap this up and get out of here um if you're listening on your favorite podcast services if you're still here on youtube if you're watching on youtube afterwards thank you thank you thank you please do hit the like button um, I know it's cliche, I know it's annoying, but it really does help us grow. And we are trying our darndest. We've been doing this for over a year now. Um, and we're really liking some of the um, engagement we've getting, especially since we started going live. So yeah. thank you, thank you. Um, Tim, any closing thoughts for today? Any um, profound proverbs that you want to drop on the people? No. I feel like you set me up for failures for these things. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> I don't have anything lined up. Uh, you, you, you just you like improvise. Me. No, no, no. You just say something like, um, "Have a bottle of water every day." Have a so coffee. Yeah. I'm so gonna you... go get a coffee. I'm gonna go get an iced coffee. Do that. That sounds great, man. Yeah. Very profound. Okay, everyone, take care of yourselves. <laughs> um, uh, have a have a big sandwich. <laughs> oh god you just had to one up me <laughs> <laughs> and we, oh we won't be here next week we won't catch you next week we'll catch you in two weeks time oh yeah Tim's coming this kid is coming to my house to this very room mm-hmm. where I will be doing very naughty things shush shush 
<laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh, uh, man. Funny. That is just funny stuff. All right, let's get out of here before I fucking yeah. keep going. Just, okay. just to end the show. Yeah. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.